A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, we start today's podcast in the only place we can with England manager Gareth Southgate naming his final 26-man squad for the upcoming Euros. And, would you believe it, he named 24 right-backs. I know that, that should read four right-backs. No, that can't be right either. I know that is. He named four right-backs. So, Trent Alexander-Arnold has made it. Jesse Lingard hasn't made it. But plays tonight against Austria. No. Well, that definitely can't be right because if Jesse Lingard's not been named in the 26-man Euro squad, then why would he play in a Euro warm-up? So let me just let me just correct. This will all be edited out, I'm sure. No. He plays tonight against Austria. Yeah, figure that one out. Anyway, this is Gareth Southgate defending his final selection, admitting he would have picked more right-backs. We have four players that play sometimes at right back for their clubs. Kieran's here has been playing at wing back as well as at right back. Rhys James has played right of a three or right wing back. Trent plays at right back. Carl Walker, you know, has played at centre half for us in a three and has also played at left back during a, a match for us against Denmark. Basically, they're in our best 26 footballers and uh, that's why they're in the squad and if I could have picked a fifth or a sixth right back I probably would have done he didn't want to create a new story out of leaving one of them out look how when the news it created when he left Trent out of the last squad by picking all four it stops stops the story stops mm. it straight away oh he's left poor Prowse out that won't really get any traction will it the headlines as expected Trent Alexander-Arnold does make the squad uh, I felt there were stories that ran that were so far off the truth I would never normally speak to a player because I read a lot of stories about myself that are not true, but I have to accept that's the job I'm in and people speculate and write it as if it's exclusive or anything else. But when it's a player sometimes and, you know, they might feel that they're reading it, so maybe it's true, maybe the manager is speaking to the press behind the back, that's obviously not the case. So even last night, we're still dealing with that, puzzled because he's there taking set plays in the morning for the game tomorrow. Comes back to Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's 2-0 now. He's reading that he's not going to the European Championship. I, I really don't understand it. Like, for me, it's no drama. I accept, as the England manager, this is what I deal with. I always go back to front page of the whatever it was. I'm the biggest fan of British Bake Off. I have Bake Off parties at my house and I'm desperate to be on the show. The only thing in the story that was true was my age, you know. <laughs> That's the world I live in. 
but for my players, I want to protect them. We're having to speak to Trent last night to say, look, don't know where this is all coming from. It's nonsense. Because people then jump on it and say, I've got an agenda or I don't like the kid. It's an incredible situation, really. Now, when you talk about right-backs and the right-back situation, this, all, this is all about Harry Maguire and whether Harry Maguire is fit. If Harry Maguire is fit, you play four at the back. Simple as that. Maguire! 2-1 to England! Who strike from a set-piece yet again! It's going to be tight for the first game, there's no question. Again, I think he's such a good player because we had the additional size of squad. The fact that leadership, which is growing in him all the time, we wanted to take that opportunity to bring him into the squad. Now, Southgate has said that Lingard, James Ward-Prowse and Ollie Watkins were given the option to go home having not made the final squad, but want to play in both of the upcoming friendlies. What is going on? Personally, very difficult to speak with Jesse, who has given so much for England, performed so well for England over a long period of time. James Ward-Prowse, who has been our captain with the under-21s, yeah. and and then um, Ollie Watkins, who has had a tremendous season with, with Aston Villa. Those three, I gave them the option of going home, but they were all adamant they wanted to stay. They wanted to be part of the group. They know that they'll be involved in the games. In fact, I think Jesse will probably start tomorrow. Yesterday afternoon when I had the conversations with those players, although they were disappointed, yeah. they knew where they stood. And it's meant that the atmosphere around the campus stayed positive and has stayed very relaxed. Jesse Lingard, who's not part of England's 26-man squad, is playing in a warm-up game for the Euros. <laughs> I mean, that's just plot lost, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely plotless. How frightening is that, everyone? Well, is it purely down? I don't care what it's down to. No, is it? Yeah, is it down to he feels as though he needed a bit more time? The Chelsea. He just named the squad. No, he no, just no, let I, him I, down. I, I know the Chelsea and Manchester City players I need a little bit. Goffey, there's more no defence. There's no defence. <laughs> cool. Oh, out you go, Jesse. Good luck. Oh, you've scored five goals, have you? You're still not coming because I've already named the squad. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard from any England manager ever. Grealish is not fit. Jordan Henderson's not fit. Harry Maguire's not fit. Luke Shaw picked up a, a, an injury. You know, so you're talking about players who are not really fit, but you've got Jesse Lingard, who is 100% fit, flying, wants to play, wants to be involved. Look, let's, let's, let's be real about this right now. Gareth Southgate has picked Jack Grealish because he's bottled not taking him. 17-year-old Jude Bellingham has made the squad and Southgate has said he's not there just to make up the numbers. Jude, don't let me down. For Jude, oh, he's phenomenal, you know, just in training in the last couple of days. To have a 17-year-old a who, who wants to compete with senior players not only has the techniques, the competitiveness and the maturity, he's a hugely exciting player. He's going to be an important player for England, I think. We're not just taking him for the experience. And England will make another change. And what a moment this is for Stourbridge-born Jude Bellingham, born in June 2003. The experience is going to be enormous for him and for future England managers because I don't see with him anything in his character that means he won't succeed. His performance levels with Dortmund in the big Champions League games were the things that really struck us. You know, he stood up in those big moments and they're the moments we're really assessing the players on. Bellingham, 1-0 to Borussia Dortmund and it just broke for 
Jude Bellingham on the edge of the area. He won't be feeling the pressure as much because he's not based over here. The way he showed me in the last internationals, that no fear attitude, flying into tackles, box to box, full of energy. He's exactly what I think England need in the middle of the park. So I, I would start Jude Bellingham. And of course, don't forget one of England's pre-tournament friendlies gets underway tonight from 7pm on TalkSport as the three Lions take on Austria. Yeah, should be a good one that, mate. Want to put a shrimp on the barbie? Well, I mean, it looks the same word. Anyway, Scotland boss Steve Clark has been speaking ahead of their warm-up game against Holland tonight. Yeah, Holland. Yeah, not Netherlands, Holland. He spoke about Manchester United's Scott McTominay, who impressed in the Europa League final. But first, former Chelsea player and coach Clarkey praised the Blues youngster Billy Gilmore, who was part of the squad that won the Champions League. Yeah, I'm delighted for him and also delighted for my old club. Uh, people forget I spent a lot spent a lot of time at that club, so it was, it was great to see them win the trophy again. I, I thought they were good on the night. I'd like to see Billy get five minutes on the pitch, but that wasn't to be. Listen, great experience for him. I'm, I'm sure he's, he enjoyed his time there. A couple of days back in London, then he's flying out to Portugal to meet up with the team. He's really excited and looking forward to being with us, as, as we are looking forward to working with Billy. Can United get a shot in? Yes, they can! It's Scott McTominay who gives them the lead. If there was one player on the pitch that didn't deserve to be on the losing team, it was Scott McTominay. Outstanding. In terms of thoughts for the, the tournament, Scott's performance in midfield for Man United didn't surprise me. It didn't really change the way I think about Scott as a player. I know he can play as one of the central defenders if we need. And I know also that he can be a fantastic player for us in midfield, so what a good player to have in your squad. And staying with Scotland, midfielder John Fleck is self-isolating away from the rest of the squad after testing positive for coronavirus. On now to Everton, and Carlo Ancelotti has left his job as Everton manager to take over at Real Madrid. On drive, myself and Darren Goff and Merseyside reporter Steve Hothershall gave our thoughts on a possible replacement for Ancelotti. This is, has not been on the radar for anyone. It's, it's a massive shock for fans. I mean, this is a club, a massive club that desires stability. And I think that's what supporters thought they had with Carlo Ancelotti. You know why I think she get the Everton job? Duncan Ferguson. Give it to Duncan. I'm serious. I think Everton fans would love that. Don't yeah. you? No? Big dunk. No. Charge oh, that would be fantastic. I think he really got the, the tune out of them when he stepped in for a short number of games. But it's it's a different kettle of fish if, you, if you're asked to be the boss longer term. It, it's hard to think that Duncan Ferguson would be the ideal person to take it over. But he, he would probably be a good part of a team. If you're from Liverpool, right, and yeah. you've lived there your whole life, yeah. and you're now working five, six-hour drive away... And a job falls on your lap where you only have to travel 10 minutes to get there. Where's this going? Would you take it? Not if it's Everton and you're Steven Gerrard. You're not thinking he'd... Do you so, think he'd take it? So if Manchester United get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer... Coffee, what are you saying? And Manchester City, somehow, which the, we know they wouldn't, right. said to him, come on, go and take our job. Would Ole say no? I have to, to talk about facts because I think it's important. I'm currently sat about half a mile from where Rafa lives. Ever since he returned from China, he scours world football looking for that next opportunity and he wants to stay in the Premier League. And I tell you what, there aren't that many clubs in the Premier League that actually fit the bill for him. And some might say Everton doesn't because, you know, infamously he said something about them once, I think being, I can't remember the exact quote, was it about being a small club mm. or something? He claimed it was out of context. I think he would crawl over hot coals to manage Everton. Now, this Thursday from 7pm, you can hear a special documentary on TalkSport about Arsenal Invincible and England centre-back Sol Campbell. 
He joined White and Jordan in the studio and reiterated his desire for a job in management with a passionate speech. I keep going. I keep going. I'm, I've got too much to give for the game. Too much. I want to show what I can do. I want to. I want to win the things that I, you know, not won before. I want to or win again. I want to get promotion. You know, I want to save teams and bring them up. I want to bring players on so they can be a fantastic players. I want to make money for the club and things like that. I want to be in football. I love football. I love being in, in and around the players and you know, ups and downs, the banter. The shouts, the arguments, the happiness, all that kind of stuff. I love it. I, I come alive on the pitch. And so confirmed that he had interviewed for the England under-21 job, but isn't the right personality for the role. They called me and I, you know, I accepted and I went down there and, you know, had my interview. Yes. Um, how can you turn down England? I think for me, I did it right. Obviously, they're, I'm not going to be the person they want. They've gone a different route. I think there's a lot of people who have to say yes uh, in that particular job. You know, I think you've got to be down the middle. You can't go left to right. I think, you know, that's their kind of uh, how they want their managers and things like that. And I totally understand that. But um, it was it was an honour to do the uh, interview. It was, it was lovely to go down to the, uh, well, up, sorry. You know, I enjoyed the whole process. It was great. Now, after world number two, Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open after the controversy over her refusal to speak to the media. Former England striker Darren Bent revealed he found it intimidating also doing international press conferences. We'll also hear from the time Stuart Fraser, but first up, this is the former British tennis player Annabelle Croft, who believes the world number two may need to look for a new career. If she really is struggling, and we know that she has struggled in the past, maybe she needs to think about whether she wants to put herself in this position because there are responsibilities, there are obligations to promote the sport and engage with the media. And it goes wider than that into women's sport generally. Look how hard they have fought to try and get column inches, to try to get airtime in you know, media rights and what have you. And, um, you know, this has kind of like put a little bit of a full stop to that and like asked even greater questions and brought it into debate. Obviously, after she didn't do her first round press conference on Sunday, the four Grand Slams, which is quite uh, rare in itself for them to sort of unite in a way, came out with a very stern statement. And I think that maybe now they're looking at it. And I know there's a bit of captain hindsight to this, but did it need to be so punchy in response to what is clearly a very delicate issue. I remember I found it quite intimidating because they'd literally sit you at a table and there'd be about 30 journalists just surrounding you, asking you questions. And some of the questions I found when I think about it were quite derogatory. Some of the questions they'd ask you in terms of, I remember being asked a question where I was flying for Charlton like, oh, your form's good for Charlton, but why can't you play this well for England? Or questions that blunt and you think, well, hold mm. on a second there, do you know what I mean? So... It is quite intimidating, and I, I've always said it before about the, the national media in terms of playing for England. It, it was difficult, and I think that's what a lot of players struggle to deal with, the criticism, because I almost felt at times they kind of wanted you to fail so they could hammer you. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Let me tell you about some of football coming your way. Jesse Lingard, of course, has not been named in England's 26-man squad, will star against Austria tonight for England in that international Euro warm-up friendly. It's live on TalkSport from 7pm. Please, Jesse Lingard, score a hat-trick. And if you're near France against Wales, another international friendly, you can. That's over on TalkSport 2 from 5 past 8. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. Yeah, don't tell Goffey. Today from 4pm with, yeah, Goffey. 
building up to that England game. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talksport. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.